Hi, my name is Teresia Huffman, and I'm your candidate for the Alabama State House District 56. On May 24th, I am asking you to vote for me, the candidate who will fight to make sure this district gets the resources it deserves. My campaign is prioritizing mental health, equitable education, and inclusive economic development. So on May 24th, vote for Teresia Huffman, and we can bridge the gaps for our district together. Paid for by the committee to elect Teresia Huffman. Teresia Kiana Huffman is a product of Birmingham City Schools and attended my beloved Ramsey High School. Go Rams! After receiving her Bachelor of Arts from the University of Alabama, Roll Tide! She now works with Birmingham Promise. I do. <laughs> Dad, did I? We, you got to say something fun for it. It was go Rams, I roll love the, tide. I love the baby. Let's I go, love the kids. Let's go be promise or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love the kids. All right. In December of 2020, Teresia was appointed by the Birmingham City Council to the Birmingham Waterworks Board. Her previous experience in managing DeKalb County's water infrastructure in initiative has given her the expertise required to effectively improve water infrastructure in Birmingham. Are we still like up top with the water we quality? We are, our water quality, yes. Love it, keep it going. Yes. As the youngest <laughs> and only female board member, we she has world. been proactive and vocal about increasing women and minority participation in spaces of leadership, vendor contracts, and employment at the Birmingham Waterworks Board. Now, my friend is running for the District 56. Yes, State House 56. State House Rep. And we are going to support her? Yes, we are. <laughs> so, with that being said, Miss... Y'all heard that, fellas. Miss. <laughs> Teresia Kiana Huffman, tell me a joke. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? I'll see you later. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I had that. <laughs> what? Nothing. They just waved. <laughs> that was good that was good okay now we have a guest that came with two jokes this time so i'm gonna slide one in between okay okay, okay. because mine is is not as good as yours okay. because you're the guest okay and because it's probably funnier. Yeah, well, just to be honest, <laughs> I got this from my friends Nadia Tellis and Erica Bass, so I know it's going to jam. Okay. What do you call a person who pecks standing up? Peck standing up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A Pakistani. Please don't turn off the podcast. Please don't turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, your turn. <laughs> you like that? She liked that. She liked that. She liked that. Okay, okay, okay. Your turn. Your turn. <laughs> All right. You want to hear a joke? Yes. Auburn. <laughs> Best joke <laughs> ever. <laughs> Best joke ever. You win. You absolutely win. <laughs> we have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. We have an absolute winner. Yay. So. What do I win? Um, you can have a piece of the candy that you brought for me. <laughs> no, that's okay. We we always love our guests that bring gifts and candies and sweets. Shout so out you to the are, graduates. You are, thank you, thank you so much. Now, let's jump right into it. Okay. How did you get here? Tell us your story. As in running for office as in Mm -mm. I want to know like after Alabama Mm -hmm. I want to know what happened I want to know about the cab I want to know what brought you back tell me your story okay so when I graduated from Alabama okay few people know this about me I knew I wanted to help the world. <laughs> Real to start. I can I can absolutely believe that. So I had applied for Teachers for Africa. So I thought I was going to go to Africa, teach little girls English, braid their hair, and spread HIV awareness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that. <laughs> of course you did. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, that's you. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, my mom ended up injuring herself at work. And so she okay. moved to Georgia while I was in college. And at the time, my sister, my sister's 11 years younger than me. And so at the time, she's around 12 or 13. And so I went to help my mom, you know, get to doctor's appointments, help with my sister. And I started my career there. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, keep going. Okay. Man. So um, I started off working for the city of Atlanta under Mayor Kasim Reed. I had many roles. My first role in his administration was in HR. So I had my chance of working in employee benefits. Um, All right. Time out. Tell us about Kasim. Are we on the record? <laughs> That's, say no more. No, 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 no. I have, I have. What I, what I can say this about Kasim, yeah. Mayor Kasim Reed is mm-hmm. what I love about him. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of my work ethic was defined in how working under his administration, he was a leader who who could not take no for an answer. Like okay. people say that about me, yeah. but I learned from him that you will find a way when you really want to get something done. And his work ethic, people say that my work ethic Say that again. Unmatched, say but, it um, with your chest. Yes. <laughs> you will find a way. You will find a yeah. way. And I really had an opportunity to work closely with him when I was on the Atlanta Streetcar Project team and being a part of that project team and having to meet with GDOT and FTA and other stakeholders and being in those meetings with him and he would say you know fta would come and tell us like y'all can't open until this day and mayor Reed would be like nah that ain't what's happening y'all gonna meet with me we're gonna talk about this and we're gonna open on the day that i say let's take a <laughs> let's take a time out how old were you at this time what, uh, 23 24 like 25 by the time i was on the streetcar atlanta streetcar project i probably was in my late 20s okay yeah okay so you've been building yeah um um projects yes. for a while yeah, yeah. then yeah. what happened 
So after that, I went to the Office of Human Services under Mayor Christine Reed, and I was able to help with the summer mobile feeding program. So I was able to secure grants where we provided 350,000 meals to children during the summer months. I was a part of the team that implemented a summer mobile feeding bus where we were able to increase our access to children during the summer months. A lot of people don't know that food insecurity for children is real. Most a lot one in four children get their nutrients from school. Yeah. And I tell people a lot that for our children, schools are usually the safest places. It's where they go get their yep. parenting, yep. their food, any type of structure, and they're their safe spaces. That's right. That's right. And then what actually brought you back to Birmingham? So I left there and then I went to DeKalb County. So that's when I had opportunity to work under CEO Michael Thurman, who I love and adore. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so I had opportunity to work under him and manage a couple of projects as well. But um, for me, I'm very intentional about the work that I choose. I'm all about impact. You know, I told you I graduated and wanted to go to Africa and, yeah. you know, teach little girls English and all of that. But um, I asked. I ended up taking a job with DeKalb County Child Advocacy Center where we represented over 1,600 neglected and abused children in foster care. Mm. And I tell people that was my hardest job, but it was the job that reminded me of my purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I worked there for about three years in a supervisor role. Um, You know, I was able to increase our budget to increase funding for social services positions. I was able to do a lot under that managed child welfare projects, working with CEO Michael Thurman, And then I knew, like I always knew that whatever I did in Georgia, I wanted to bring back and do it for the place I call home. And Georgia was never home for me. It was always the place I was visiting. Gotcha. And I actually, people don't know, is that I would come back to Birmingham at least once a month. I would sit in on like the Jefferson County Citizen Coalition meetings. And I was still active from, you know, being being in Georgia and still coming back to Birmingham, making sure that I was establishing a footprint. Come on with your bad ass. (laughs) I'm talking about, I love it. And how um, uh, you you ended up coming back to Birmingham. Then you were with AIDS. What what organization were you with? When I first got back to Birmingham, I was with Rev Birmingham. Rev Birmingham. And then what? And then I went to an organization called KHA where we managed national projects. Well, I was a national project manager where my job was to increase black leadership on these national boards in climate and philanthropy as well as closing <laughs> equity gaps between non-minority and minority philanthropy foundations. Does anybody else feel terribly <laughs> underwhelming with their career choices and, and what to do it right now? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. And then I went on to work on Mayor Whitman's re-election campaign and mm-hmm. have an opportunity to, you know, work in the fields, knocking doors in districts four and nine and enjoying the work. Y'all, I love being on those doors and talking to people. Yeah. And that kind of like sparked my interest and in what I tell people because they always want to know what made you decide to run for office. And it was working on his campaign that kind of did like pushed the fire under me to run. But it was also my work with working for DeKalb County Child Advocacy Center and knowing that I was just putting Band-Aids on situations and not providing tangible hope. And that's what I love about Birmingham Promise is that we are actually providing tangible hope to these students. And perfect timing (laughs) with the grads coming through and we talking about Birmingham Promise and making sure our kids are doing the... um, 
what is the little form they're supposed to all fill out? The this FAFSA. Year? FAFSA. So this is the I first year. I wanted to say that, yeah. So let's, you know, parents and godparents and everybody, let's be sure that our high school graduates are filling out the FAFSA. It's not FAFSA. It's FAFSA. <laughs> It's yes, FAFSA. yes. Ah, yes. uh, you just nodded. You, uh huh. No, I, I like did know that. And it used to piss me off. Did you do your FAFSA? No, but I did my FAFSA yes. form. So we'll get off of that. But thank you. Yeah, fill out your FAFSA. All right. It's important for our children. Um, you know, a lot of kids don't go on to higher learning because they didn't even know. Uh, um, funding was there. They didn't know opportunities were there. So even if you you don't think you plan to go to school, it is the law. And last time I checked uh, or heard something on TV, I think um, Dr. Jeter in Bessemer was talking about they were only at 30 percent. Right. Yeah. So I can only imagine Birmingham City County Schools are probably somewhere around in that same there, area. Birmingham City Schools collectively. So that's what I've been doing since October, going into the high schools with students, helping them complete the FAFSA forms. Okay. This is the first year that it's state mandated. OK. Um, so Birmingham City Schools collectively should be a little over 60 percent. Amen. And, and most we of need school- to be at 70. Was that the number I heard? Like they're desperately trying to get to 70. I wasn't given a number. We were. I thought we were trying to reach 100% completion rate. Yeah, well, of course. But yeah. I'm saying I think there was some type of, like, at 70, we'd be doing decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is, you know. Yeah. We got to do better, people. But anyway, um, (laughs) how can people um, help the efforts of Birmingham Promise? Let the well, it depends. Are you talking about are we talking about FAFSA? Are we talking about the Birmingham Promise scholarship? We're talking about all of it. Well, first, (laughs) (laughs) spread the word. Let everyone know because we still have people who who reach out and say, "I never, I didn't know about Birmingham Promise. I didn't know what it does." Birmingham Promise pays for in-state tuition to any public school and so and more importantly it also does what it provides what financial assistance training oh training job job training Training. oh yeah so we have two parts we have the scholarship and then we have the work-based learning Mm -hmm. and so we have the scholarship where we provide tuition assistance and then we have the work-based learning where students can go through and learn internship will get internships and apprenticeships making $15 an hour and they're learning professional development skills and so that's a whole piece that people don't know about exactly and so um I've had the opportunity to serve work on both and all right and the website BirminghamPromise.org. All right. And when we come back, we're going to play a little this or that. Oh, before we go. Okay. Let's put put your social media handles out there. Where, how can people find you and follow you and like you and share? And, <laughs> and the, only the ones you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the campaign stuff. I mean, come on. You can follow me on social at Huffman for D56. Okay. We're going to put them all at Huffman for D56. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to play a little this or that, and we're going to dig deep into the campaign and see what you're talking about doing. Okay. Let's cool. do it.
This is Mayor Randall Woodfin, and I want to encourage you to vote for Teresia Huffman for State House District 56. Teresia has a long history of serving our communities, investing in our children, and making transportation work for all. As your state representative, you can count on her to be a voice for you and your family. So on May 24th, join us at the polls to elect Teresia Huffman to represent District 56. Painful by the committee to elect Teresia Huffman. All right. <laughs> now, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Tell me exactly what you just said. Tell it. All right. Tell it. Okay. All right. When I was working for the DeKalb County Child Advocacy Center, the supervisors would meet with the director every Monday. We would sit in, the, um, in her office for about four to six hours reviewing every caseload in our custody. And um, a particular case came about. And we were basically all in tears discussing this case. And I kept asking my director a series of whys. And she looked at me and said, Teresia, the work that you want to do, you can't do it in this role. The work that you want to do is requiring the state to be good parents. And right now, we don't have those laws in place. And um, that kind of sparked my interest. And in that one year before I left there, we had lost six children in our custody. And I said, this can't be it. There has to be more I can do. And so I came back to Birmingham. And I tell you, you getting me choked up. You, I, I lit. That's why I, I stopped talking to you, and I was just like, turn it on. Mm -hmm. That, that's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's personal. And we get into these big spiels. Mm -hmm. But that shit right there is where it is. Yeah. And if you don't have that. You don't need to be representing black folk in the state of Alabama. I agree with you. I agree with you. Tell me, right now, what's one of your favorite charities? I'm going to go with Angel Tree. All right. Tell us about Angel Tree, one of my favorites, especially my mommy. She loves the Angel Tree. We probably love it for different reasons. Okay. I was introduced to Angel Tree as a child. Okay. So they were the reason why I would get Christmas gifts, me Praise and my family. God. And so um, that has been one that has always been dear to my heart. And every year I give to it on my birthday. I give to it on Christmas. Whatever year I turn, that's what usually what, how much I give on my birthday. And then I give an amount on Christmas. But, yeah. She's killing me. <laughs> my little heart can't take it. She's so full of love and service. <laughs> You're so cute. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions... You have to make a hundred dollar donation to Angel Tree, but you're probably donating way more than that already. <laughs> so I just feel like you, you know, you need to donate a, a grand or something. But anyway, <laughs> here we go. Let's start it off with the top: Alabama or Auburn? Duh, Alabama. <laughs> All count. right. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> All right. Legion or Stallions? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Stallions. Okay. Barons or Squadron? I'm going to go with the Squadrons because I like basketball more. Okay. Um, Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Hmm. I'm going to go with Alabama Theater. Okay. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? 
Civil Rights Institute. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? I'm going to go with Vulcan Park. Okay. Crossplex or Legion Field? You know, I thought you were going to ask me real questions. But, um... <laughs> Are real questions. You said Crossplex or Legion Field? Ah. Legion Field. I'm going with Legion Field because I think about food. <laughs> Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Who has the best food? No. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Protective. Okay. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Let's go with McWayne. All right. <laughs> Protective stadium, I'm sorry, Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Regions Park. Would you rather have a beach vacation or a mountains vacation? Mountain. Okay. Biggie or Tupac? Pac. I don't know why you looking like this. Or I mean, Biggie answer. had better beats, though. That's what people don't like to acknowledge. Biggie had better beats, but Tupac was a better lyricist. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> what? Hold on. Man, I'm going to get look, fired. I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to just say this across the board, and then I want you to finish. I believe that if... Tupac looked like Biggie, and Biggie looked like Tupac, everybody would be saying Tupac. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, Tupac is no, Biggie. Is no, yeah, I okay. did get kind of confused. Okay. But the point is, it's like all the ladies are always like, Tupac, Tupac. I don't. I don't know if that's if that's it. I, I, what you're saying is true because yeah. we've seen a lot of that. I but feel I, like Tupac was a better storyteller. I'm gonna give y'all some nerd. Ah! Uh, yes. uh, uh, hold on. I'm gonna give yes. y'all some nerd history. I'm gonna give y'all it's some a nerd poet history now. But a storyteller. Brenda's got a baby. They don't tell a story. Biggie. Big Papa. You, you no, I'm saying you <laughs> naming a song. I'm naming a person. I Everything just told he you. Did. I just told you Tupac. Every crack commandment. You know what? Let's just move on to the next. Uh, hold question. on, hold on. Uh huh. Here, uh huh. Here is yeah. the history. Here is the yeah. history behind uh, warning, but behind people saying the same pop. So, when we think back to East Coast versus West Coast, mm -hmm. right? Pop came from Digital Underground, right? So he was a known commodity before before. Puffy and everyone in the A&R departments on the East Coast were able to help Biggie to, to hit that uh, upper echelon. So Pac already had a following. Now, what we saw was an emotional reaction to people in the South that we didn't necessarily at that time have a whole lot to latch on to. Mm -hmm. And West Coast rap, you already had Snoop, you had N.W.A. I mean, I can, I can literally go down the list, right? So for them, it was preferential to say Pac because of the history behind it, whereas the East Coast where rap had started had fallen off a very steep 
cliff. So I think you're kind of getting a knee-jerk reaction to because because I think about people in their age ranges to where they were in life. And Pac is the one <laughs> that brought rap back away from the LLs and the Will Smiths. And that's just not something we talk about. Can, yeah, I think you know that's what? all accurate, but it's bullshit. They think, <laughs> let the church they say think amen. he's cute. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> this race that you're in. Yes, let's talk about it. First of all, they better be glad mm-hmm. that the cops are picking up folk for stealing signs these days. Are they? Because I feel like my sign, my signs keep getting stolen. Really? Yeah. Well, I can return the love. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I will return the love if that's if that's how we get down these no, days. We, we, no, I'm teasing. Uh-uh, we ain't. Seriously, seriously speaking, um, how is the race? The race. So here's one thing. Is it ugly or is is it, you know, everybody being on their best behavior? What's going on? I am hyper-focused on winning my race without a runoff. I'm not looking at my competition. I work hard. And the thing about me is if you have to, if you've ever been in a space where you've had to work with me, you got to work. So people in this race who probably thought they were just going to jump in because of where they're from or name recognition. No, you're going to have to work to be in a race with me. And so uh, I heard... (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying, like, not only have I seen that to be true, right? But I'm hearing, you know, a few names. You ain't got to, you, you don't have to agree or disagree. Okay. You can just nod. All right. But I'm hearing that a certain mayor of Bessemer has been showing some love to the Huffman campaign. Mayor Gully is... Extremely kind. Oh, <laughs> see, I, the birdies be in my ears he's, now. He's the birdies be in my ears. Yeah, I heard it's a little. He's kind and encouraging. Okay, all right. He kind and encouraging. Yes. Hey, Mayor Gully. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a, a certain mayor that is appreciative of your love is showing a lot of re- reciprocal love. Okay. Which one? Dr. Woodfin? Yes, Mayor Woodfin um, has been one of my biggest cheerleaders. And All right. I'm thankful. Like, I am extremely thankful. He's actually coming out to knock doors with me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, he's just, you know, been working behind the scenes, publicly supporting me, and I am thankful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We go back, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, I make no bones about it. Uh, that you know, I I question the um, campaign promises that certain Democrats make mm-hmm. here in the state of Alabama. Okay, I love you with all my heart, mm-hmm. but you better give me an answer about what you can get done that makes sense. Okay, all right, you re- right now, yes, ma'am. So my priorities. Our right. mental health, equitable education, and inclusive economic development. Say that again. <laughs> no, that's some stuff that the, that the other side can get on. Let's go. Say that yeah. out loud with your chest. <laughs> uh, mental health, equitable yeah. education, inclusive economic development, and... Each of these campaign priorities has a why attached to them for me. Okay. So mental health, working with 
neglected and abused children and seeing what unaddressed childhood trauma does to a child. Um, equitable education, seeing children who I'm sitting with high school seniors who don't know what they want to do when they grow up. I mean, when they graduate, but all they know is they want to make money. And so mm-hmm. my thing is, and what I say a lot on the doors is that if we can ask a child as young as five years old, what do they want to be when they grow up? We have a responsibility to show them how to get there. And if they don't know how to get there, we have a responsibility to show them different pathways of success. And so with that, I want to bring trades back into our schools as early as middle school and expose these children to other options besides college. College is great, but there are also other pathways. And I think that we need to acknowledge the gifts that our children possess. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's one with equitable education. Most, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. Most of my friends that are plumbers, Mm -hmm. electricians, and other trades, even truck drivers, Make more than the freshman attorneys, and not paying the college debt. That that I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Like I know there was a period of time where our parents needed to, stre- and we still need to stress the importance of higher education. But we started losing kids. We did, and my um, when we didn't give the op- options to those that didn't want to pursue that. And I want to throw in there also the military and the Alabama National Guard. These are things we need to start introducing these options and these choices to our children early. Absolutely. Because they, if, if, if they don't have these options, all they know is a, a, a nice jump shot, some nice rap lyrics, or, you know, uh, selling drugs on the corner. Yep. You're correct. Yeah. So um, that's one way. Right. Um, one thing I want to do in Montgomery, mental health. I want to put more mental health professionals in our schools. I know a lot of talk around mental health now, and I'm hearing more talk about mental health coordinators, but we need people actually in schools who are specialized to sh- respond to how our children are showing up. And I think that it's it makes no sense that we have one or two counselors covering a whole school of students. Mm. We need to have at least a psychologist or whatever on every grade level Mm. and maybe the coordinator acting between as a liaison between those. But our children, like we we like to say that our our teachers are overworked and they are, so let's remove some of these hats that they're having to wear in -hmm. the schools. And so um, that's <laughs> that's all right. And finally, inclusive economic development comes from the work I've done managing countywide projects right. and being a lot of times the only female in those spaces, right? Or one of the few black people in those spaces, and how hard it was for me to fight to be seen and have a voice for myself while also trying to in- increase spaces for other people. And I will never forget I had a um a male. A male supervisor tell me, you know, we were talking about my goals and my performance plans, and he says, you know, that's good and all, but I think you should focus on getting married and having children while you're young and good looking. And I remember being young and impressionable and how that tainted me for a little while. Because you graduate thinking you have wings and you could take on the world, but for to have the world check you and put you back in your place <laughs> is not easy. And so I think about when I was on those projects, but I also think about my work on the Waterworks Board as the only female and how all I've been wanting to do is increase that minority participation rate and eliminate the excuse that these minority companies do not qualify. So let's teach them how to qualify for bids so that they have higher participation rates in our community development projects. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Tell us your passions. I'm so serious because... 
you know, um, you know, I, for a long time, I was focused on three little boys. Mm-hmm. Now I got a little girl. Shit like that pisses me off when I hear it. And I get pissed off at myself for not noticing or not paying attention until I had a little girl of my own. So I salute you. I pray for you. Who was this that texted me earlier? Whoever texted me earlier, tell him, I'm yes, I'm sending you some more money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And unlike other places and other uh, um, shows and this, that, and the other. This is Iva's podcast. Yes, it is. And we supporting you. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> May 24th, y'all. I want to thank my friend, Teresia Huffman for joining us. I want you to vote Teresia Huffman. And I want you to make a donation at TeresiaHuffman.com backslash donate. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63 and urbanham.com. God bless. Hi, my name is Teresia Huffman, and I'm your candidate for the Alabama State House District 56. As the only female in the race, I knew I was in for a challenge, so I wasted no time getting to work. For over the last six months, my team and I have knocked over 10,000 doors and made over 20,000 phone calls speaking to residents in this district regarding mental health, equitable education, and inclusive economic development. District 56, we hear you loud and clear, and these priorities are also your priorities. So on May 24th, I'm asking you to vote for Teresia Huffman so we can bridge the gaps together. Paid for by the committee to elect Teresia Huffman.